The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Throughout history, dreamers have opened the door for positive change that reshapes the world. Our dreams and stories can also attract individual prosperity and success. Join creative artist Valerie June, Aisha Ophelia, Jacqueline Suskin, and Sarah Walco for The Power of Radical Imagination, a weekend workshop May 24th to 26th at Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York. Ignite your radical imagination and cultivate positive change. Learn more at eomega.org slash thrive. We are spiritual beings having a human experience. Welcome to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Discover hope and healing from the other side. Welcome to Messages of Hope with Suzanne Giesman. Well, hi, everybody, and welcome to a whole new year of Messages of Hope programs. The last few weeks have been what we call reruns, thanks to the holiday season, giving everybody a break. And I know they didn't list the reruns, but you can always go back in the archives of this show and listen. I just love hearing from so many of you that actually binge listen to this show. That cracks me up, but I just love that you feel the high energy, you're getting the hope that is the whole intention of this show. And the hope for what? The hope that death is not the end, that life continues beyond the transition that we call death, that there is a greater reality. Now, some people need that hope. I went from hope to knowing this is real. And the spirit world is as close as our breath. And those in it are just waiting for us to acknowledge that and talk to them. My guest today is Oh, just such a beautiful soul. She's my dear friend and now my neighbor, Irene Vuvalides. Now, Irene was already on this show a couple years ago, but we just thought it would be a great way to start out the year with Irene's inspirational energy coming online because her story is going to be very familiar to many of you who listen. Those of you who have a child who transitioned, Irene can definitely relate to that. So I'm not going to go into a big biography and all of that. We're just going to chat. I'd like you to go back and listen to the prior show with Irene for more of the background. But first, let's just get Irene on the air here. How are you doing today? I'm great. Thank you so much, Suzanne, for having me on the show. Yeah, and it's fun that we are actually sitting here together talking, so we'll have a nice, clear connection. I don't have to worry about the phone line dropping, (laughs) but we already have a clear connection across the veil Mm -hmm. with your beautiful daughter, Carly. Why don't you introduce her to everybody? Uh, Yes, Uh, my daughter, Carly Elizabeth Hughes, transitioned um, almost seven years ago. She passed on February 17th, 2013. She was diagnosed with esophageal gastric cancer, one of the youngest people ever diagnosed with it at Columbia Presbyterian Hospital in Manhattan. Um, She was treated and passed just four months after her diagnosis. And just had a horrendous time, as I hear from so many parents. It was a period in your life I'm sure you would just like to forget ever happened. Oh, there's nothing worse than watching your child suffer. I, yeah. Oh, 
goodness gracious. And so this show is about hope. So let's jump to the, the end right here. (laughs) Have you found hope? Oh my gosh. My life is so amazing. I am so blessed. Um, grateful for every moment of it. And it's miraculous. I don't know how else to describe it. Okay. And, and yet I know we have some people on the program listening now who can't identify with that because they're in such grief over the passing of a loved one, many of them the passing of a child, that they must think that you're somehow different. Why don't you go back to the, the early days after Carly passed and I bet they can relate to this. Um, after Carly passed, there was nothing I wanted more than to be with her. I really did not want to live on this earth any longer. And my husband is not Carly's dad, um, Carly's stepdad, and he uh, was widowed. And I just said every day that Tony couldn't be twice widowed. And that's what got me through each day. I did not want to live. I would wake up every morning thinking it's not a nightmare. This is my life. And it was just a horrible, horrible time in my life. And everybody's grieving process is different, but you were in a fog for a while. How long would you say that that foggy Uh, period lasted? Probably six months. Yeah, I would say so. Yeah. Um, Became a voracious reader. And that's really, excuse me, I think what saved my life. Um, Finding books about the afterlife and going um, on a journey, a spiritual journey, as so many do who have experienced grief. And I was thinking today about people whose religious beliefs keep them from searching for a way to talk to their loved ones in the spirit world. And what a shame that is. And that and how many I've heard from who say the heck with what I was told. I want to talk to my loved one. Yes. I haven't met a parent that has had their religious uh, background stop them from trying to contact their child. Yeah. When you have that love connection, there's, I know from my personal experience with my stepdaughter, Susan, we just, we go on a mission to say they must be here. They can't be gone. Absolutely. The love cannot die. The love that you have with your child, with whoever is passed, um, always stays. And yet it's, it's not just love in our heart and memories. I'd like to tell you all that I, sat down here a minute before the show started and said, okay, Carly, I would like to invite you to join us on the program. And I closed my eyes for a second, and she suddenly showed showed me herself in a a dress twirling around, pointed at her mom, and let me know that her mom had a new dress. Now, Irene and I talk all the time, but I'm not aware of this. So, Irene, what's up with the dress? Um, uh, I bought two dresses online um, for the upcoming Helping Parents Heal conference, actually, and they were delivered late last night, and I tried them on. <laughs> ah, way to go, Carly! And she's blowing on her fingernails and brushing them across her chest. So she's uh, she is a very strong communicator, and we will. She wouldn't let us not talk about her throughout the show. She is a very strong communicator. Yet you couldn't sense her at first, and I know so many parents are are frustrated when their children pass. Anybody, even a spouse, if you've lost a spouse, they, it's like, I don't sense them. Why don't I? What, what are your thoughts on that? Um, I think when the grief is so deep and you're in such a dark place, you're just not able to sense anything. Yeah. But you think she was trying? Well, by the 
signs that I get on a regular basis, I would assume so because the magic happens all the time, but I was not in any place to receive them. And even though I believed it wasn't the knowing, I think, I think that's what makes all the difference in the world. Yeah. And we'll talk about those signs as, as we go farther into the program and they're just absolutely magical and y'all will love hearing these stories. (laughs) But first, uh, no, I mean, you're detailed in my book still right here. So if any of you want to know more about Irene's story in detail, please read that story. But if I recall correctly, it was a, a beautiful gesture from someone who's now a dear friend of yours that really started, gave you the initial hope. Yes, that's true. I had a friend who was traveling to the big island of Hawaii for a special birthday for her husband. And she happened to take a spin class And the instructor talked about her son had passed and the hope that she had in her life. And my friend spoke to her after the class and told her that I have a friend whose daughter recently passed and I don't think my friend is going to make it. Can you give me something to tell her? And this wonderful woman, Beth D'Angelo, wrote me a letter and sent a bracelet. She makes bracelets made out of uh, Swarovski crystals in the shape of angels and sent it back um, with my girlfriend, Sally. Sally gave it to me, and um, Beth and I reached out soon after, and we've become very close friends. She gave me hope. I thought, if she can do it, maybe I can do it. And pretty much let you know that other people do go through that horrendous grief. Yes. Yeah. Beth is, a, is an angel, and Carly's dangling this bracelet in front of me right now. I don't. I guess she wants everybody to get a bracelet. <laughs> Now, uh, I think that is what most people, I would like you to understand that you aren't alone and that talking to others is so important, Uh, giving each other support. You are now the vice president of the greatest support group I've ever heard of for parents of children who have passed. We call ourselves shining light parents because our kids are those shining lights that keep us going. How did you get involved in helping parents heal? Um, After reading many books about the afterlife, and um, I found a book written by Mark Ireland called Soul Shift, and he spoke about um, his association with helping parents heal, which was started by Elizabeth Boisson um, 10 years ago, only a month or so after her son Morgan passed. And uh, Mark was co-founder of the group. I reached out to Elizabeth after... Reading Mark's book, um, we spoke. I was in the process of moving to South Carolina. She encouraged me to start a group, um, which I did. And it's just made all the difference in the world. Helping parents heal literally saved my life. And so how many, let's see, it started 10 years ago. You had, you organized, you were the the lead organizer. It's always a group effort of the first conference two years ago. Mm -hmm. How many members were in the group at that time? Uh, We were just approaching 9,000 members at that time. And it's now two years later and? We are three members away from 13,000 members. So the word is getting out. It's not that there are more children passing. It's that there are more people, I believe, who are hearing about the incredibly healing benefits of being part of this organization and also uh, just that ripple effect. Yes. Yeah. yeah. We're different from other support groups um, for child loss, if you want to use those words. Um, we encourage 
the exploration of the afterlife um, in a non-dogmatic way. Yeah. And so what are some of the benefits people can get from visiting the website? I mean, you don't even have to join. It's not like you join a group and sign on a dotted line. How does Helping Parents Heal help people? Yeah, you can find our website, um, www.helpingparentsheal.org. You can sign up. Um, we have a newsletter that goes out monthly. And on our website, you'll find um, recommendations of mediums, therapists, um, other support organizations. Um, we have books, books by authors, um, and some of our parents' books are on the website. And it also lists all the chapters. So we now have almost 100 chapters around the world. And what if there's not a group near you? Um, we have an amazing online group. You can join uh, Helping Parents Heal online Facebook and also Helping Parents Heal main Facebook. And we have online meetings um, probably twice a month, sometimes every week. Yeah. When I go, when I do a reading for a parent who doesn't know about the, the two things I like the most are the newsletter because it's so filled with validations that other mm -hmm. parents have received from their kids. And yes. they're just so uplifting because they open your, your mind to the possibility of the ways our kids connect with us. I can't wait to talk about Carly's cleverness. <laughs> and then also you have this group called Caring Listeners. Yes, we do. We have a wonderful group of parents who... Are, we're called the Caring Listeners. Um, I'm not an official Caring Listener, but I do spend a lot of time talking to um, newly bereaved parents, newbies. Uh, caring Listeners, we have men and women, I think we have about a, almost a dozen, who you can reach out through the website or through the Facebook group and get a phone call any time of the day or the night just to speak to someone. Yeah, and just, again, find out you're not alone, and boy... Some of the friendships that I've seen develop from this group of parents are is beyond belief. But we'll talk about that later. I want to I want to talk about the ways that Carly has given you hope. Now you and I met each other when you found me on the internet and came for a reading. Yes. And I'll just we covered this in the first time mm -hmm. we talked. But the, you want to talk about your Bible just to summarize that? Sure. I um, when I had my reading with Suzanne, um, one of my favorite books was is a book by George Anderson called Walking in the Garden of Souls. And George autographed the book for me. And when I had the reading with Carly, uh, with Suzanne about Carly, I held the book and I called it my Bible. And I asked Carly that if she was going to come through during the reading to please mention that book. And Suzanne, uh, it was incredible. Suzanne said to me, I see you're, you have a book, and it's a Bible, but it isn't a Bible. <laughs> <laughs> and then you went on to say, um, I've autographed many books, and as an author, you autograph on the right side of the book, but this book is autographed on the left as well as on the right, and it was. George Anderson had written the Lord's Prayer in Latin on the right side, and on the left side, he had written a book, uh, written, this is to honor Carly's memory. That, you know, I love it when I get blown away by the spirit world. <laughs> That's one of those that definitely blew me away to see that kind of specifics. But Carly, again, she's right here and she she's a little cocky, <laughs> but it's mostly confidence and confidence. And I remember the, one of the funniest things was when um, 
we visited you here in South Carolina for the first time because our husbands really clicked as well. The boys were downstairs talking and you and I went up to your, no, it was when you visited us. That's mm -hmm. right. We were in my meditation room and Carly was just talking about all these current events. Mm -hmm. And she said to me, clear as day, I'm not a prima donna. <laughs> now, why don't you share with everybody why that was significant? Um, at a, a Helping Parents Heal meeting, uh, one of my meetings in uh, Bluffton, just the week before, Tony and Tony was talking about Carly, and he mentioned that she was a prima donna. <laughs> <laughs> she could be a bit of a prima donna. <laughs> and that, everybody, that should give you pause. Because when I say talk to them, they hear you. Watch it, because talk about them, and they hear you as well. <laughs> they love it when we talk about them. And... Uh, there are no secrets in the spirit world, which should give us pause because we should be saying lovely things about people. Or if we have things that aren't so lovely, it should come from the heart. That's our training. So keep that in mind. <laughs> and uh, I can't imagine a more beautiful validation that they hear us. I am not a prima donna. <laughs> so why don't you pick just some magical event with Carly. And you. we'll talk after the break about mm -hmm. it's not just Carly who you have tuned into, but give us some examples that people listening now will get hope from that their loved ones are as alive as Carly still is. Um, I find that um, the song Somewhere Over the Rainbow has very special meaning for Carly and I. We love Hawaii and we would um, listen to the song. And if we heard it on the radio, we would always call each other. And now I think about her. I ask her to please let me have a sign and I'll put on Pandora radio and somewhere over the rainbow will play almost all the time, which it's, is it's just really, incredible. It's stunning. Yeah. But, but I want to just, again, emphasize to all of you listening how that works. The thought I'm going to turn on the radio now and hope my song comes on, is put there by Carly, who knows the playlist, what's coming up next, even if it's a regular radio station. Yeah. So, Irene, you're clearly tuned in, obviously, the same frequency as Carly. <laughs> yes. Um, last year on Carly's Angel Date, I flew to Arizona to be part of, to be interviewed in the um, documentary that Craig Hogan did about, Craig. I'm sorry, Craig. Mm -hmm. Craig McMahon, Craig McMahon did mm -hmm. about um, life to afterlife. Mom, can you hear me? So let me just repeat that. Anybody can go to Amazon Prime and search for life to afterlife. There are two documentaries by Craig McMahon and Irene is featured in the first one. Mm -hmm. Mom, can you hear me? Beautiful. So I was flying to Arizona on her angel date, which I had a little trepidation about doing, but I did. And I got to the airport flew to Atlanta to make my connection and I was seated. I was supposed to be seated in, I think aisle 25 or whatever. And I was told that I was upgraded to first class <laughs> for quotations. No reason. No reason. Um, so I had, a, Carly. I had a great flight. And when I got off the plane, Elizabeth Brasson met me. She picked me up from the airport and told me that she wanted to get me a card for Carly's angel date. And she spoke to Carly and said, I only have a minute. Please guide me to the correct card. She reached, picked a card. Out of and, like a, what, a Hallmark shop? At a card store. Uh -huh. And she opened the card and it was a song, one of those singing cards. And it was playing somewhere over the rainbow. 
oh, I love how that happens. <laughs> but when I did fly home a few days later, I was back in the main cabin. I was not upgraded to first class on that flight. <laughs> uh, well, that's all the more special. Yeah. I love that. Wow. So let's talk for a second then about uh, how you tune into her. Have you heard her voice? Do you hear things or is it mostly signs for you? For me, it's signs, but when I hear something, it's my voice that I hear, but I know it's not my words. Mm -hmm. So I will get something that I know she's speaking to me because when we spoke, if she was upset with me or if I said something she didn't like, she would say, duh. So now <laughs> whenever I hear duh, I, I know that that's my daughter coming through and speaking to me. I can see her head nodding very clearly right now, <laughs> validation of that. So you did study mediumship. You went to my class, in fact, and did that help you at all? Um, it was a great experience. I drove with some friends here from Moss Creek to Florida, and we took the Serving Spirit One class mm -hmm. and learned a lot of things that I just never would have thought about trying to connect. And when I came home, um, I remember a few things that you pointed out about, you have to ask, ask questions, what? ask them questions. Ask them yeah, questions. Really right here is two way communication. You're not just picking up energy out of the air. They're right here. And to always say, say thank you when you do receive yeah. something. Um, it was a Sunday and it was a day of our helping parents heal meeting, local meeting. And I was taking a shower and I always talk to all the kids in the group, or I talk to Carly when I'm in the shower, and I said, would someone please give me a message today for one of the parents? And I heard as clear as a bell, please tell my mother to do my laundry. It's gross and disgusting. <laughs> now, I have so many of my students say, how do I know it's not my own thoughts? <laughs> and this is a perfect case in point. Would you have ever had that thought yourself? Never. Never, ever would I ever think anything like that because laundry doesn't pile up in my Not house. Your house, no. <laughs> and then I said, because you've taught us to ask, who is this? And I said, who is this? And as clear as a bell, I heard Grace. Grace. And who is Grace? And Grace is the daughter of a very dear friend of mine, two friends, um, Heidi and Kristen. Grace had passed... Uh, in a car accident about, uh, I guess it's four years now, and it was only three months after her passing. Um, one of her moms, Heidi, did come to my meeting, and she was going to be at that meeting today. So when Heidi came to the meeting, I said, Heidi, I think I have a message from Grace. I told her exactly what I heard, and she said, well, I don't do the laundry, but when I go home, I'll ask Kristen, my partner, and I'll get back to you. And I got one of those holy cow texts, <laughs> which said, oh, my goodness, Kristen took me into Grace's room and there was the laundry. Grace had been gone, I don't know, 12 or 16 weeks and Kristen couldn't bring herself to do her to do the laundry. That is so awesome. <laughs> so I hope you thank Very. Grace. Oh, I thank Grace. <laughs> I thank Grace uh, every day as uh, as well as some some other uh, very dear friends where Eight moms who, uh, I'll shout out to the Soul Sisters Eight, we all have children that have transitioned. We're all involved with Helping Parents Heal, and we text each other uh, night and day. And the cool thing is, we know that your kids are together across the veil. 
Do you have any stories of that? Um, we get messages. Uh, Tracy Susie, who is the online leader, constantly is picking up items that have a special meaning to each of us. Um, but the connection, like the blue convertible story. Oh, well, yeah. Oh, this is a very, this is a great story. One of the moms in the group, Beth West, uh, her son, Tyler, transitioned a few years ago. And... Um, is that it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, you actually spoke to her, gave her a reading, and called me up and said... Oh, um, I don't know if it was me that brought up the car. I don't know. No, no, no. Oh, you okay. didn't. But okay. you had the reading with Beth mm -hmm. and asked me to call Beth ah, to just talk I to her. So that was my connection hmm. to Beth. Nice. And I spoke to Beth, and she was talking about her son. And Oh, I have news for you, because as we're just saying that, your daughter is right here on my shoulder saying, I made that happen. I pushed you, so I get no credit whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> and as we spoke, um, she then asked me about my daughter, and I told her, I said, my daughter's name is Carly, and she kind of <gasps> sucked in her breath and said, oh, my goodness. She said, I had a dream. My son came to me, and he was driving in a blue convertible with this beautiful girl with long blonde hair, and I said, who are you with? And he said, her name is Carly. Oh, I just love that story. <laughs> and she, uh, the story about the convertible, she was driving a blue convertible, and I myself did have three blue convertibles, which Carly loved to drive. Okay, so those of you who want so badly to believe this is real, will you please allow yourself to believe? Why are you not believing? <laughs> Ask yourself that question, okay? This is very real. You can't explain this any other way. Well, you know, our left brains could, but we have the preponderance of the evidence. They're just... These kinds of stories are commonplace. So let's see. Give us one quick piece of magic before we run out of time and have to go to a break. Sure. I was uh, just thinking today about um, two years ago here in South Carolina, we happened to have a snowstorm, which is very unusual. And we did have a couple inches of snow. Um, Kayla, who is Carly's friend, has moved to South Carolina. And she was playing out in the yard with our dog, Carly's dog. A woman stopped her car, had a little boy, and said, can my son play with your dog? And she said, sure. And she got out of the car and she said, I'd like to introduce myself. My name is Carly. <laughs> so <laughs> I just, you know, it's not the most, it's an unusual name. So we knew she was there playing in, playing the, snow in the snow with her best friend and her dog. And once again, you know, we see how that happened. Did the, would the woman have just gone on by? Very likely. What caused her to stop in that moment? Our loved ones put thoughts in people's heads because we all share the same consciousness. Stop the car. You gotta get out and play with them. So we're all so connected. I hope you're enjoying this as much as I am, this conversation with Irene Buvalides. We're gonna go to a break now, but come back because we have more magical stories and some serious things to discuss as well that'll help all of us with the grief journey. Throughout history, dreamers have opened the door for positive change that reshapes the world. Our dreams and stories can also attract individual prosperity and success. 
Join creative artist Valerie June, Aisha Ophelia, Jacqueline Suskin, and Sarah Walco for The Power of Radical Imagination, a weekend workshop May 24th to 26th at Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York. Ignite your radical imagination and cultivate positive change. Learn more at eomega.org slash thrive. All are welcome. We're glad you found us. Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Welcome back. You're listening to Messages of Hope with Suzanne Giesman. Well, this is just like sitting here chatting comfortably with a dear friend. Oh, I am. Ha! I'm here with Irene Bovalidis. And, you know, every parent prays the worst will never happen to them. Yet for Irene, the death of her only child, Carly, sent her on a spiritual quest that led to purpose and passion after loss. What's your passion, Irene? My passion is to connect with as many parents as I can who have gone through what I have gone through and to know that our children are still right here, that death means nothing more than the loss of a physical body, and to just let them know that they can find joy in their life again. Yeah, and so right now, those of you who are in the throes of grief, you're saying, yeah, but how do I get through this period when it hurts so badly? And I was recently taught, I'm going to be sharing this in my upcoming webinar in January, uh, which you can find out about on my website, some insights I found out about grieving. And one of those is that we're so steeped in the energetic patterns of that interaction every day, face to, you know, on the phone or whatever we go through with our kids, that it gets ingrained in us. And we have to kind of dissolve those patterns, but we take on new patterns, new ways of communicating with them, which is what you've done. So everybody, you're undoing patterns. I know you don't want to let go, but there are new patterns that lead to new growth. So we'll talk about that in a minute. But tell us about what you call the paralyzing question you had to deal with. I was in the beginning, those first few months, even the first few years, I didn't want to be in a social situation because I was so afraid that someone was going to say, how many children do you have? And just the thought of what was I going to say? How could I answer that question? I wouldn't go out. I would not put myself in the situation where I might have to answer that. And then I realized that I'm still a mother and I still have a child. Absolutely. But my child resides in spirit. So now when someone says to me, do you have any children? I say, yes, I have a daughter. My daughter resides in spirit. And people can either let it go and not say anything, or they'll choose to ask me about her. And you have a dear friend who will give a shout out to Crystal right now. That's one of those cases, isn't it? Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Crystal is uh, one of my dearest and and best friends. Um, When we met, um, she never got to meet Carly. And um, when we did meet, she said, I'll never know your daughter, but I want to know everything there is to know about her. And she chooses, Crystal has four children, and she'll bring up Carly in conversations every time she talks about her own children. So it's wonderful. It is wonderful. And that's really great advice for those of you who don't know what to say. If you understand that those who have a loved one who passes, 
many of them really want to talk about their loved ones. So encourage them to do so. And you can tell if somebody doesn't want to. There are times when it's just too painful, but make the offer, right? Absolutely. I don't think you'll find a parent who's had a child pass that would not love to speak about them. We all want to talk about our children. It's beautiful. And so what about Mother's Day? Um, Mother's Day, I found, was very difficult for me until someone suggested, and again, this was Beth, that on Mother's Day, I go, uh, go to a store and buy a present from Carly to me on Mother's Day. And I'll pick something out and I will always talk to the person who is either a clerk in the store or ringing up the the purchase and letting them know that I'm buying a gift for myself from my daughter who was in spirit. Oh, it is so beautiful. I hope you all just really love that as much as I do. And perhaps we'll share that with friends so they can do the same thing. How about on Carly's birthday? On Carly's birthday every year, we do just what we did when she was here on this earth. We make her favorite food. We buy a Carvel ice cream birthday cake. Uh, we sing happy birthday and we celebrate. We celebrate her life and we celebrate the day she was born. And she's right here affirming she's always there at those parties <laughs> and she would actually be upset with you if you didn't get that cake. So, yay. Wow, that's awesome. So it's a whole different way of looking at that isn't it? At these dates, it all has to do with our thoughts. And that's what I love about helping parents heal. Yes, uh, for sure. We celebrate our children every single day. We encourage our members to tell the stories about our children. Uh, Facebook posts, Elizabeth um, posts every day, child's birthdays and their angel dates. We don't call them death dates. We call them angel dates. And we celebrate our children. So do you ever get over this passing? It's not something you ever get over. It's something you learn to live with. Mm -hmm. um, don't ever have anyone tell you you'll get over it. Yep. Um, you'll get through it. And grief is a journey. And the journey, the grief journey will be with me for the rest of my life. Sometimes grief is very minimal and it sits very quiet. And sometimes it pops up and it kind of takes over but I never stay in that dark place for a long period of time. I'll think about it. I'll peacefully think of a great memory about Carly and then let it go. And I love watching your growth. I've noticed it just in the time that we've known each other. And just this Christmas Eve was one of those milestones for you. Yeah, it, it was a milestone. Um, in my family, we would always make a tradi traditional Italian Christmas Eve, and it's the Feast of the Seven Fish. And as Carly um, got older, she really enjoyed that. She loved being with family and said, we will always do this on Christmas Eve. And I, after she passed, I had trouble. I just, I couldn't do it. And this year I said, I've got my new kitchen. I'm going to do this Christmas Eve uh, Feast of the Seven Fish. And we had a wonderful feast. We had a large group of people and it was, it was wonderful. And I felt her there with me. The whole day while you I was were, cooking. You were joyous oh. instead of uh, being lost in the what if thoughts and Correct. what could have been. You chose to focus on the joy and because you know she's here. I do know she's here. I will always have a relationship with my daughter. It's not the relationship I hoped I would have had 
but I still have it and I always will. That's huge. If any of you are listening to this in the archives, rewind and listen to that over and over as much as you need to hear it because that relationship is ongoing with no matter the relationship, daughter, son, spouse, mother, father, sibling, it doesn't matter. The, the love is eternal. Love is eternal. Uh, that's just so beautiful. And yes, you'll always have a relationship with your loved one that's passed. I still have a relationship with my mom and my dad and with Carly, and I always will. And she just, she, we talked about the signs. She did just recently. In fact, one of my December episodes of this show was with uh, Brian Smith, who was talking about grief and his book, Grief to Growth. And I seem to recall something happened when you were listening to that episode. <laughs> yes, I was listening to uh, the next day. I was listening to the radio program and uh, Brian's daughter, Shana, is in spirit. Shana is a great communicator. And I believe that uh, Carly and Shana, of course, are uh, working together on the other side. And I was listening to the interview on my iPhone and the interview, the radio interview stopped and my reading with you from two or three years ago started to play on my iPhone. I did not even huh. know that I had the reading on my phone. You had, had you ever listened to it on your Never, phone? Never, only on the computer. I did not know it was on my phone. So <laughs> is that Carly not wanting to be one-upped by Shana? Absolutely. That's what what I felt that, uh, well, this... Shana's not going to have all the attention. I'm I'm right here as well. Because she's a prima donna. <laughs> so I still cannot figure out how it happened, um, but it did. Oh, she's showing me right now. It's just child's play to flip that over. <laughs> like, you know, teenagers are really good with, with electronics, and she's not a teenager, but those in the spirit world, just it's child's play for them to manipulate things. So there you are listening to the program, and it just, in the middle, cuts off and on cuts comes off. my voice, but from your reading when Carly was coming through. You got to love it. <laughs> so you were traumatized by her passing. It was really, I mean, if you read still right here, we don't know, need to go into that, but truly you watched her spirit leave, just seep out of her yes. body. Um, I believe that all parents who experience the passing of their children suffer from one way or another post-traumatic stress. I really do believe that PTSD is something that's underlooked in grief work. And for myself, I would just think over and over again about the horrible treatment. She was treated wonderfully at the hospital, but what she had to go through. Let's no just share it. She had her entire stomach removed surgically. Actually, seven years ago today, huh. she had her stomach removed in the hospital. Ooh, Major eight-hour surgery where... They removed her stomach, a portion of her esophagus, and multiple uh, lymph nodes um, after having gone through daily radiation for a month and weekly chemo for two months, along with seven blood transfusions and I think eight surgeries prior until they had figured out exactly what was wrong with her. Um, hospitals have just not great memories for me. And I would always just find myself going back to some of those moments, just playing them over and over in my brain about what she went through and how she suffered. So how did you get past that? I did 
trauma work, um, two things stand out more than anything. One is um, I traveled to Gig Harbor, Washington, and had a session with Rochelle Wright, who you had on this program, right? Um, and did some trauma work. And something else that uh, was a little bit of magic that happened was a reading that I had with you that turned into a healing. Oh, right. And so we don't need to go into that in detail. You can actually watch a video, Irene's Healing, yes. on the yes. video page of my website, SuzanneGeisman.com. I'm not an energy healer, but in the middle of a reading, another reading for you, the Spirit said they're going to help you with that. So that was kind of lodged in you, and it got dissolved. It did. It did. Um, I had a couple of very traumatic moments, again, that were like a loop that continuously played, and after you held my hands and I felt this tremendous whoosh, this rushing of energy. Um, and what happened after that, taking a shower and um, which again, I guess people can listen and, and find out about. But the next day I slept, which insomnia, I was plagued by insomnia. I slept for the first time all night. And I also thought about that moment, that loop, but it didn't have the charge any longer. Yeah, It was just a memory. There are so many healers that are available, and I, I just advise everybody to ask for guidance from the spirit world. Lead me to the right healer for me. But we, many of my episodes, we talk about PTSD. So let's talk about a new term, post-traumatic growth. Yes, there's been a lot in the news recently about post-traumatic growth. Um, two psychologists uh, who have done this research in the 90s at the University of North Carolina in Charlotte, and 90% of individuals who experience a traumatic event in their life have at least one factor identified as post-traumatic growth, meaning um, they could be more compassionate or empathetic to someone suffering, um, an increase in gratitude, which I recommend to everyone practice gratitude on a daily basis, um, a deepening of a spiritual connection or purpose. And that's the silver lining that you talk about in Helping Parents Heal. In fact, there's even a silver lining list on the website, there is. right? Yes, yeah. there is. What would you say is your greatest post-traumatic growth? How, how has it manifested in your personal life? And uh, professional as a vice president of Helping Parents Heal. Feeling so connected to others, which I mm. never really felt before. Mm. I always had friends. I always was a people person. But I now express and feel compassion like I've never felt before. Mm. And I truly, I want to hug everyone that I meet. <laughs> um, I... Your story becomes my story. Every child that has passed, that I've come across that parent's path, I feel as if they're my children as well. It's just incredible. A feeling of connection. It's it's really wonderful. So what about people right now that just, they're, they're in grief and they can't imagine ever getting to that place? Read. I mean, I can't tell you. I have read, as many people have, so many books. There's so much. Google is a, a wonderful search engine. You can put anything in and get anything out. Suzanne's website, your website, is a wealth of information for so many people, um, videos to watch. Um, look at our website. Even if you haven't had a child that's passed, you'll find our recommended book list. I mean, there's just so much out there. 
will they ever be happy again? Don't you feel that way? I'll never be happy again. I did feel that way. And I have to say that I reached a point where it was almost a surrender, where I just had to give it up, let it go, and just surrender to what was happening to me. And the magic started to happen after that. You allowed, I stopped yeah. fighting it. Yeah. And this is what I'm going to be talking in my webinar, too, about when we actually allow ourselves to feel it. Because as painful as it is to hear, feeling the what we call negative feel, feelings is a part of life as well. But look at the growth that's resulted from it. It would be totally different if we didn't know our loved ones were still here. It makes all the difference in the world. Knowing that she's here, um, that I still have a relationship with her, that I can call on her, I can feel her. Um, How do you call on her? I'll just tell her, I need you. Please, I need something. I just, and I, I did that this afternoon, or, well, actually this morning, and I said, I just need something. Just let me know you're here. And a license, a car drove by and the license plate ended in 88, which is the year she was born, 1988. Ah, nice. But some people maybe wouldn't take that as a sign or they wouldn't know what to look for. So you just look for anything. And so you, give you us an it. irrefutable one. Um, when, oh, let's see. Oh, well, a great one is um, last year when you first spoke at the AWARE meeting here in Moss Creek. We have a group of like-minded mm -hmm. women. Oh, There's yeah. some men. We get together and we talk. And um, you talked to the group. Actually, you channeled Sanaya for the group. Mm -hmm. You and I were driving to the meeting. We drove together. Um, your house wasn't built yet. You were living on the bus. And you said to me, Carly dropped in and she said she's going to be at the meeting and she'll have some magic that'll happen that we'll know she's there. So you did a channeling session and right when you were coming out of it, we had a storm blow through. I mean, though, was dark and gray and it was pouring rain and all of a sudden a rainbow appeared. It was a double, I remember now. <laughs> and we all stepped outside taking pictures and it was a double rainbow. Actually, that double rainbow made the newspaper the next day. It made Hilton Head Monthly <laughs> magazine because it was such a spectacular rainbow. That's so cool. And so, again, those of you who might be new to this will say, well, everybody saw that rainbow. But Carly said there's going to be magic. She would drop in on us. And it's again, it's a Carly didn't create the rainbow, but knew that the conditions were going to be just right. They do have a higher perspective in the spirit world and just alerted us to be looking for it. That's when we notice it and we acknowledge it, that's the magical part. Yeah. So what don't you focus on? What do you recommend people not focus on? I choose, as difficult as it is, to not focus on the day she left this earth because I truly believe that people in the spirit world, I mean, they don't want to be remembered or defined by their passing. And that's not an easy thing to do yeah. um, because it is, it was a very traumatic day. It was the worst day of my life. Um, I try my best to practice that gratitude and just think of the positive and think about all the great things in her life, not her suffering. Yeah. So you recently went through a medical challenge that caused you to confront some of your worst fears. You talked about not liking doctors. In fact, wasn't it like two years before you even went to see a doctor after she passed? It was two years. I just could not face a doctor's office, a hospital. Um, I finally 
got the courage up to um, call and make an appointment to see a physician. And um, that's another story. Uh, when I called, I told my husband that morning, I'm going to call him and make an appointment. And someone answered the phone and they said, Dr. Knoble's office, this is Carly speaking. How may I help you? <laughs> so I knew she was there with me. And, and by um, the way, just a shout out to Tony, who I know is listening. Tony, we love you. He is such a great husband <laughs> and this the most wonderful supporter of yeah, you in this work. The best. So I recently had some medical issues. Um, I had thyroid surgery done um, just about a month ago. I had two thirds of my thyroid removed. Biopsies were all negative, so I'm good. But it put me back in that hospital setting and I had to get through it. And I did. And it was a, it was a challenge, but I got through it. The day of the surgery, it was outpatient, outpatient surgery. And when Tony brought the car around to take me home later in the day, I got into the car and he put the radio on and the Carly Simon song, I haven't got time for the pain started to play. <laughs> so I knew she was right there with me driving home. I was feeling pain. <laughs> I haven't got time for this. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Wow. So how do you keep her part of your life other than just calling on her and special holidays? I just, whoever I meet, I talk about her. Um, wherever I go, I think she is with me. If I go shopping, I think what she would be thinking when I'm cooking a meal, I feel as if she's in the kitchen with me. Um, and it's not all happy though. You allow yourself to be sad. Of right? course. Yeah. Oh, sure. You tear up easily. Very easily. And that's okay. Everyone tears, uh, salt water help to cleanse the soul. Um, I highly recommend a good cry every now and now and again. Yeah. So as the vice president of helping parents heal, what do you want parents to know that we haven't talked about already? What issue haven't we covered? I think maybe about grief being very isolating and don't isolate yourself, you know, to reach out to others. I know we talked about reaching out to others, but you really don't have to go through this alone. Um, knowing that other people have experienced exactly what you are experiencing. But yeah, you, you feel like you nobody understands you feel like no one understands but when you talk to someone who's been through it you realize they know exactly what you're talking about and what you're feeling and that was what was so miraculous about that first conference you organized the conference was pure magic as you know you were you were there you you experienced you it. know how I, can people listening say wait a minute this is a conference with how many were there 450 so 450 bereaved parents. I hate that term. So mm -hmm. 450 shining light parents, but they don't know. Many of them didn't know they were shining light parents yet. How can that be magical? It was pure magic. People experienced the magic. Um, we had, I had one mom reach out to me after and she and her husband, she said they were in such a sad place and they went to the conference. And when they got home, friends sent to them, did you go to a conference or did you join a cult? Ooh, but that's, 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 some people might go, oh, cult. Well, or, yeah. Well, because she left being sad and came home being happy. Um, people connecting with each other. People knowing that they were not experiencing something that someone else hadn't. And also because so many people had so many signs at mm. the conference and so many like validations. Um, two moms 
I helped to organize some mom's room together to share expenses. And these two moms shared a room. We had a slideshow that played continuously of our children. Uh The moms could not bring themselves to watch the slideshow. They thought it would be sad. And on the last day, they went together to watch the slideshow, and they did. And their son's pictures were right after each other. Side by side. Side Oh, I got goosebumps. (laughs) Side by side. We had a wonderful volunteer, one of of the moms, one of the daughters. uh, Her brother had passed away. She was a volunteer. And she sat down with a woman who was watching the slideshow. The woman was crying and she said, could I sit next to you and hold your hand? And she said, would you please tell me when your child's picture comes up? And the woman said, that's my daughter. And this girl said, well, what's your daughter's name? And she said, my daughter's name is Kaylee. And the woman, the girl sitting next to her said, well, my name is Kaylee as well. (laughs) Which, again, that's not a common name. (laughs) But yet these occurrences were common at the conference. They happened all the time at the conference. And I'm being shown by the spirit world right now, this little puppeteer pulling strings. You know, if we listen to the nudging in our heart, we follow just this subtle thought, I should do this, I should do that. Then, yeah, pull my strings because it ends up being the these magical moments that you just can't deny were part of this web. It is. We had uh, one mother said she, when she came into the hotel, she stepped into the lobby and spoke to her son in spirit and said, if you don't show me a sign, I'm going to turn around and leave. I don't think I can do this. And she looked on the wall and this was in Arizona and there was a hockey display on the wall and there was a hockey Jersey that was framed with a number and it was her son's, Hockey number. Oh, my gosh. So she stayed. You can't make this stuff up. (laughs) No, no, you can't make it up. Oh, my gosh. So you're organizing the next conference, and unfortunately, it filled so rapidly. It did. It did. We sold out about two months ago. We had uh, 50 people on the waiting list, and we have had some cancellations that we are hopefully able to get almost everyone on the list. But I know everyone that's supposed to be there will be there. And we'll, it will be live stream though, right? Yes, we yeah. are going to be so live streaming. don't despair. If you want to be part of this conference, you will be able to watch it live or even afterwards get some yes. of the videos. Really inspiring speakers are going to be there and just you'll feel the energy. Well, I have loved the energy with you today, Irene. And thank you so much for sharing with all of us. Oh, thank you, Suzanne. Thank you so much for being you and for all you do. I yeah. love you. I just love being on this journey with you. I love <laughs> you too. And I love all of you listening. Thank you for joining me and we'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. If you're inspired by the teachings of Dr. Wayne Dyer, you will love the Change Your Thoughts, Change Your Life podcast with Nadia Dela Cruz. You are a spiritual being having a human experience. My name is Nadia Dela Cruz, and I started the Change Your Thoughts, Change Your Life podcast to explore spiritual topics like manifestation and meditation with guests who share their own stories of insight, awakening, and transformation. 
Listen now on the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network or wherever you get your podcasts.